Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Welcome to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Today is Thursday, November 24th, 2022. The weather today will be a high of 7 degrees in Edmonton, 1 degree in Saskatoon, and 8 degrees in Toronto. Wonderful. Thank you, Everly. Thanks, kiddo. Good morning, everybody. We're broadcasting live as we do every morning, Monday through Friday at 6 a.m. Mountain Time on the Podbean app. That is my daughter crashing into my light. Do you mind adjusting that light, kiddo? Oh, my gosh. Live every morning. <laughs> Can we ever have a show where it just goes smoothly? <laughs> How's everybody doing this morning? Uh, hey, uh, that Podbean app, you just got to join on there. Um, download the app. Look up the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. And then... Um, <laughs> uh, wait for it to go live every morning. Wait for us to go live. You'll get notified and then come join in. And just like everybody else is this morning, um, saying good morning in the chat here. Uh, there's a call in button you can click and uh, you can call in and ask any questions you want about real estate investing for free every morning. Free coaching. It's that simple. Heck yeah. It's, it's really that simple. Um, if you're new to real estate investing, this is the place to be. If you're experienced in real estate investing, but you just got a question that's kind of holding you back from your next property, your next opportunity, I mean, definitely take advantage of it. Kyle says shorts and flip-flops today, people. Is it? I missed the weather. I wasn't uh, paying attention. I was getting set up. Seven degrees here in Edmonton. Seven degrees. Okay. Yeah, I've had some nice weather. Yeah. We have. What do we got here? Good morning, Don and Justin and Eric. <laughs> Good morning, Elray. We have Chris, Denis, Kyle, David, Courtney, Amanda. We have Josh. We have Garrett. Good morning, David. Good morning, Brandon. Matt. Space Matt. Is that what we're calling sure, him what? now? Space Matt. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's a little uh, social media uh, king now. Or Prince. Is he coming in hot? Oh, he's coming in hot. Just like the song <laughs> says. Yeah, he's coming in hot with lots of uh, lots of videos now and just uh awesome. he's really running with it, which is great because he's 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 entertaining to watch. He's he's got a he's got a personality That's and awesome. um it's fun to watch. Very cool. And you know, now that he just picked up that I believe it was a ten unit building in Lacombe. He said twelve yesterday. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't have any facts. Ten. Matt, correct me. Um, now that he's got his 10 unit, there's lots of opportunity for him to uh, to post lots of good content. He's doing renovations. Uh, he just painted a thing black. So he's got lots to talk about. So that's great. Beauty. <clears throat> we have lots of other people too. So good morning to everybody. Good morning, other people. Good morning, other people. <laughs> yes. What do, we got? what do we got going on today? Do we have any leftover questions from before? We must. Well, Space Matt uh, asked us to tell, you know, tenant stories before. 
which was an absolute bust. <laughs> Matt um, says it's a dozen units. Point to Gabby. Wow. <laughs> All right. Does she get a unit or? <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, yeah, I'm just like looking back into my old questions that I saved from previous days that haven't got answered yet. Um, okay, there's there's a couple questions there. There's something we can work with. But guys, if you do have any questions about real estate investing, get them in the comments there and uh, we'll get them answered. And even if we don't get a chance to get through all of them, we will, I do save them and then I get back to them in a day or two, depending on how busy we are. Um, 12, uh, 24 to 48 hours. Let's, <laughs> That's our response time to your live questions. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was I had a I had a coaching call last night. Um, I, I won't say who it was, but um, I was I was explaining to him as well that like we get lots of questions, but like I try and I try and keep one episode to like one topic. Because at the end of it, I'm trying to figure out what to title the episode. Yeah, and so that people can find it. If so people can find it, right? And you think about like, you know, maybe we talked about um, wholesaling paperwork recently. But if I don't have wholesaling paperwork in the title, and I, I don't keep a, like a keyword system either of like where we talked about stuff. So it's kind of hard. Like, the, you know, we the, the, the gentleman that I was uh, coaching last night on the coaching call, He's like, dude, like you offer a lot. Like you guys go into everything and it's for free. And he was thanking us, by the way. He says, thank you. You're welcome, mystery man. Well, you know who it is. Go look in the calendar. Okay. I just don't like tell him. I know. To keep people's privacy. Um, but uh, he said, thank you. And um, I was thinking about it, like, yeah, like it's, it's, it's kind of hard because like if let's think about like, what was it? Two days ago, we were talking about one topic in the beginning for like half an hour. And then we suddenly switched into something completely different. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. Short-term rentals or something. Um, so yeah, it's, it, I try and um, bunch up questions together so that way I can have it on topic, on title, so that way people can search up the answers. Totally. Because some some topics, some great conversations, some inspirational moments, some wayna logs as they like to call them. Um, just get lost in the in the episodes because we do so many. Mm -hmm. Like there's hundreds, yeah, hundreds. One of these days, I'll just hire someone, um, almost like a librarian or something. Or um, what's the type of person? The historian, historian, <laughs> a historian to go and like go through all catalog the, your episodes, <laughs> catalog all the episodes with keywords and stuff. I just. I don't know. I don't got time for that. Are you live on the social medias? I'm live on the social medias on so Facebook. So they can see your nice haircut and beard trim? They, they can what? see. What? You look nice. Thank you. Uh, they can see. Um, I don't know if they can hear you. They can hear me. So mm -hmm. it's it's it, a few people have watched it on Facebook and they've been like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of weird just like listening to you and can't hear Gabby. Um, but it's it's there if anyone wants to watch. And I see Ken. Um, Ken's kind of flip flop and trying to figure out, do I listen to him or do I watch him? I don't know. I kind of, I think Ken <laughs> likes, I mean, if, I just assume that Ken just likes, sometimes in the morning, it's good to just imagine what I'm looking like. Use your imagination. Kyler's here as well. Watching Diane's here as well, but Diane's also on the, on the podcast as well. She can't make up her mind either. <laughs> um, no one's, no one's watching on Facebook, but it's there. It's Ken's there in Miami there. beach. Ah. Lucky duck. Okay, nothing. <laughs> ah. You thought I had a Miami joke? 
The only Miami joke. That's yeah, it's just Will Smith. (laughs) Will Smith's the only. But I didn't. I just picture that if I go to Miami, that's just going to be like blasting on like the megaphone in the streets. Hundred percent. And it's going to be like a party. I think that's their anthem. (laughs) One of those. One of those shows, huh? One of those shows. Uh, How about we do a quick commercial break and then I got something for you guys afterwards. Some of you might have heard us talking about DCI Properties and how much we like their process and deal flow as one of the premier wholesaling companies in Canada. But one of the things most people don't know about DCI Properties is that they don't cherry pick deals for themselves. Everything they get under contract, they offer out to their buyers list. That's right. No sloppy seconds from DCI. No sloppy seconds. So if you're an investor looking for their next flip project or cash-flowing rental property, get on their buyers list today and check out their inventory. To get on the list for Alberta deals, visit www.dciproperties.ca slash albertabuyers, or for Ontario deals, go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers. And we are back. Brandon says he'd love to watch on uh, Facebook. Uh, if we get Reggie a seat at the table, mm. <clears throat> Reggie's upstairs. We got the little one down here. Yep. They're a handful together. <laughs> got to separate them. Or else yeah. there'll be like Mexican wrestling going on upstairs. <laughs> what? Off the top rope. <laughs> yeah, because all you hear is just like, you know. Just barking and just like, yeah. I need like I need to purposefully get up at five a.m. now so that they have time to play and wear themselves out so that they will sleep from six to seven. Again. I gotta, <laughs> I, gotta I gotta give you credit because yeah, I roll over and I see that you're gone. And I'm just like, man, she's dedicated to the cause. <laughs> Good for you. It's a process. Get, There's a whole process involved. Were you cleaning up pee this morning too? Yes, I was. You're an absolute soldier. Yeah, I am. <laughs> and uh, that's all. Okay. Uh, we have no questions yet on the show. I think Al- that uh, Space Matt had a question earlier. Did he? Al- Alan just sneaks into the back of the room thinking that we're not going to notice 10 minutes late. I'm sorry. I'm. I saw that, Garrett. <laughs> what? I'm just talking to Garrett. I'm just warning him. I'm just sending him a warning. Don't come at me, bro. <laughs> I missed something. It's okay. He's blaming me for the pee on the carpet. <laughs> no, I literally watched Dutton doing it. What? He was like. He was like, um, he, like heaving as if he was going to throw up. And I was like, ah, and, and, oh, I'm waving to someone on Facebook. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you. <laughs> you were waving at like a ghost. <laughs> Did you see me look over my shoulder? Yeah, I, I totally <laughs> like, was. Who's behind me? <laughs> Roy, Roy's on Facebook and he said, good morning. And I just gave him a little wave, but I didn't want to interrupt your story. But Gabby thought <laughs> that there was a ghost behind her. Just continue your story. Something about the dog. The peeing. dog was like heaving. I thought he was going to throw up. So I was like, ah. So I, I, I like tossed him and like hopped out of bed and I was going to pick him up. And all of a sudden he just like looks back at me and starts peeing on the carpet. I was like, you little shit. He's actually really well potty trained mm-hmm. as he just doesn't know to bark at the door yet. But so long as like 
we open the door every so often. He just, he's a master at going out and doing his thing outside. Right. Um, but yeah, I just like, I just wasn't quick enough and I missed it. But yeah, he literally looked into my eyes and peed. It's like mother effer. Uh, Cody, Cody had a good tip there. He said, uh, the best way to potty train a dog is to lift him up, uh, mid pee and carry them outside. For sure. We got really lucky that these these uh, guys were well trained before we picked before we got them. Unbelievable. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, just go plop them outside. He'll be fine. Um, he learned how to climb stairs the first or second day. Yeah. Um, the hard way. Oh, sorry. He climbed stairs. Okay. He went downstairs a little funny. <laughs> the hard way. I'm all right. I'm all right. I think it helps having a second dog. We've always yeah. trained dogs like solo. I mean, I had lots of dogs growing up, but like in my adult life, like yeah. when we've had dogs, it's just been like one dog. But when they have like another dog to see what to do and to replicate, it just seems to be so much easier. It's confidence. Yeah. Like, yeah, Gabby was saying that uh, they were on our deck. And um, he was kind of like, just kind of like at the edge. And he's like, you can do this. You can do this. You can go down these two steps. You can do this. You can do this. And he goes, one, two, three. And just does a Superman, Superman. dive. Doesn't go down the first step. Just dives two steps down right to the ground. <laughs> it's the funniest thing. I wish I had it on camera. He does it quite often. Yeah, he does it he off the couch, he too. He does it off the couch, too. It's like you can just watch Superman. him. He's like, you got this. You got this. One, two, three. And he just flies for about three seconds. And it's just like tumble. <laughs> Tuck and roll. Uh, we have insurance, don't worry. Yeah, we do. I, the first thing I said, we got insurance, right? Because I ain't paying for those fat bills. Yeah. Hey, you know what it's time for? <laughs> we got a deal of the week. It's Monday and it's Tuesday. Stop. It's Wednesday Stop. Don't sing to Thursday. it. Don't sing to it. It's already bad enough as is. <laughs> Why do I put myself through this every week? All right. Deal of the week brought to you by DCI Properties, provided by DCI Properties. Okay. All the way from DCI Properties. DCI Properties. <laughs> uh, this week's deal is coming to you from Calgary. Amazing location on easy fix and flip with large spread. It is in Dalbiti Hill. Interesting name. Never heard that one before. It look, look, looking like a bi-level. Well, bi-level with a single attached garage. It's, got, it's like it's one of those bi-levels. You know what bi-level is, right? Yes. Okay, bi-level, but then uh, it's got a driveway in the front that goes down mm -hmm. into like the lower, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah, I know, I know. Anyways, it's one of those. Um, closing date, December 13th. Purchase price, excuse me, $495,000. Three beds, one plus one bath, above ground square footage, 1107. Okay, built in 1969. Gas furnace is new in 2021. Nice. Water heater, unknown. Dun, dun, dun. So at least probably 10 years old, at least. Um, probably need a new wa hot water heater. Um, cold water heater. Excuse me? It's not a hot water heater. They don't heat hot water. It's a, I think it's just a water heater. Water heater. But <clears throat> uh, 100 amp electrical, plumbing is copper, brick and vinyl exterior, 
which is in great condition. Uh, baby blue with uh, brown bricks. Uh, the door even looks new. Everything's looking kind of good on this. I like this. Um, windows are dated. Uh, roof is 11 years old, so no roof needed. Windows probably, depending on your strategy, whether it's going to be a burr and keeping it as a rental, or if you are planning on you know flipping it, you might want to update the windows. At the very least, yeah, they just need to be white, right? Um, what do we got? Poured foundation, paved driveway, single attached garage, lot size 541 square meters. Suggested renovations, junk removal, new floors, new air conditioning. Oh, it has. <clears throat> oh, it has central air. Okay, it's got central air as well. Uh, renovate kitchen and bathrooms, paint throughout. All right. This fantastic property sits nestled into the great neighborhood of Dalhousie. Just a couple minute walk to Nose Hill Park and a quick drive to the Crowchild Trail. <clears throat> With three beds and one and one baths, one plus one baths. Is one, what, what does that mean? Does that mean a full bath? I think it means full bath and a half bath. Correct me if I'm wrong. Otherwise, level? why wouldn't it say two? Well, three plus one <laughs> bed would mean like three up and one down, right? True. Yeah. So maybe one up, one down. So probably a full. I'll, I'll check the pictures here shortly. Um, three bed, two bath. This house is waiting for an investor to modernize it. The house is dated throughout, but has good bones and layout. Come in and replace the flooring, paint throughout, renovate the bathrooms and kitchen, along with the fully finished basement to get the property to its full ARV potential. We gauge ARV roughly in the 675 to 700K range, leaving you a juicy spread to work with. To book your walkthrough or for more information, please reach out to Adam at DCI. All right. Yeah. Uh, comps are good. There's actually one with a single attached, which is great. Right on. Let's just check out these pictures really quickly here. I'm going to try and paint you guys a picture. Or you can, you know, if you're... If you're wondering how to see this, hop on the DCI buyers list. Do you have the information for that, Gabby? Yeah, but I mean, we did just play the commercial. Oh, yeah, it's all there. <laughs> I don't have it handy with me, though. I don't remember what the actual email is. But to get on that buyers list. Go to www.dciproperties.ca slash buyers for Ontario. Mm -hmm. And www.dciproperties.ca slash Alberta buyers. There you go. Alberta. If, if you're on the Alberta buyers list, you could click through this with me. The problem is there's 76 photos. So I'm going to try and flip through this very quickly. You were just talking about that yesterday while talking with Randall, that the amount of pictures you get is insane. It's kind of annoying. <laughs> <laughs> but also really great because you get a really clear picture um, as to what you're dealing with. And, and I you see the confidence too know whether you're seriously interested or not. One hundy. Uh some nice trees. It looks like a fruit tree, but I don't see any fruits on it. Lots of like really nice like wow the the backyard is like really nice. It's got a beautiful deck with um uh final railings, white, really nice. Fence is in great shape. Got some nice mature trees, but not too overwhelming. Okay, we'll get in the house. Oh, this is what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm not even in the house yet. I'm 30 pictures in. <laughs> I want to tell people what's going on. It's original. Yeah. Red carpet. As soon as you walk, as soon as you walk in, 
You can um, curl your toes into the very, very red carpet, go up the stairs to what seems to be some very, very thick, comfortable baby blue carpet. Um, yeah, she's original. Um, new washer dryer. That's great. Sticker's still on it. Yeah, it's original. Some of these windows are white. Hot water tank is going to need to be replaced. What do we got on here for date? I don't know. Okay, how much longer do I spend on this? I'm trying to see if I can see anything else. Okay, that's about it. Um, if you want to see the pictures for yourself, hop on that uh, join the buyers list, mm -hmm. and then you can see it for yourself. Um, there's a very good spread there between four ninety five and six seventy. Um, was it six seventy or seven hundred? Yeah, it's just about just a little under a two hundred thousand dollar spread. So that's that's a good spread. There's a good possibility there. Um, depending on your strategy, a burr might work as well. Um, just make sure the numbers work for cash flow that it'll fit your portfolio um, or potentially buy, renovate, um, refinance, and move in. Maybe that could be your next home. Nobody ever thinks about that either. It's like when you're thinking about buying your, your forever home. That's what I want to do. <clears throat> That's what you want to do? Yeah. I want to pick up a place and renovate it and move in. Make I've it my own. I hate new builds. I mean, I... I they're great. They're modern. They're nice and clean and new. But I want to make it my own. That's fair. Yeah. It, it's We've had a few times where we've renovated some houses to flip and Gabby's like, I want to move in. <laughs> like, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. If you guys are interested in that, um, reach out to Adam at DCI Properties and, uh, and uh, uh, just be, you remember what Randall said yesterday. It's probably already gone. It's probably already gone. Um, well, I hope it's not. But if you're thinking about it, don't just scroll through the 76 pictures today and just like hum and haw about it. Like you got to be willing to move quickly because that is a good spread. Yeah. Right. In Calgary, that is a very good spread. So make sure that um, you hop on that quickly if that is something you're interested in. Or at the very least, analyze that property and and go through, run through the numbers. Even if you don't get it, run through the numbers. Practice, practice, practice. Pretend like you're buying it. Go hire a contractor and have them look at the pictures and get them to quote it out for you. I don't know. Like, just, just get to a point so that the next time one comes up, you're ready to move, right? Yeah, for sure. Okay. What do we got in the comments? Pretty quiet. Uh, Garrett says, how much are they asking? I missed that part. It is... We got it. Four, did we get it? 495000 Yeah. yeah. Uh, we got it. Yes. I'm behind on comments. Oh my God, guys, give me something to talk about today. Did we ever get to Space Matt's question? Um, nope. I, didn't I, don't think saw I, it. I don't think I ended up scrolling far enough. <laughs> okay. What's Space Matt got to say? Oh, huh. Morning, gang. Anyone know where I'm going to find a five to seven story in a core high foot traffic area in Edmonton? <clears throat> Uh, what? No. <laughs> Sorry, um, five to seven story building with good foot traffic in Edmonton. Yeah. I don't know. Every neighborhood. 
I mean, sorry, that's that, that was a very cocky answer. Um, no, I mean, uh, that their opportunities are everywhere um, for something like that. Uh, but, you know, how many how many deals are, are available at any time? Not very many. You need to have good, very good connections to realtors. Also, you need to put in some legwork and uh, and start reaching out to actual owners. If you've got money and you can show a piece of paper that I've got money sitting in this account ready to go, I'm pre-qualified, then an, an owner will have a conversation with you. But if you're just like, you know, pulling title and searching them up on Facebook and finding them on LinkedIn and and reaching out to them and, and calling them, you know, sliding into their DMs and saying, hey, I'm just, you know, if you're ever thinking about selling, let me know. You're the 4,000th person. And how do you, I mean, even if that is the case, how do you stand out from the other 3,999? You know what I mean? Because there's lots of tire kickers. There's lots of kids, kids. I say kids because I mean, they're not qualified. Um, there's lots of schmucks. Schmucks better? Sure. Schmucks who take a free weekend course or a $200 weekend course when someone's in town. And and suddenly they're like, I want to be in multifamily. And then they start calling and, they, you know, they heard someone on stage or on some webinar say that we should go and pull title and, and call people and tell them that we're serious buyers and we've got money. Everybody does it. So they're not going to take you seriously. So if you're the type of person that you want to be taken seriously, just think about what needs to be said and what needs to be shown. I gave you a couple examples there. Have a bank statement that shows the cash in the bank account. Um, you know, letter of intents from joint venture partners is not enough, mm-hmm. right? Um, show that you, you know, you have other properties, that you have experience, you know what I mean? Um, that's the best way to make those connections with those sellers. Um, just know that in some of these bigger cities, um, Edmonton, for example, you're a, I don't want to say this, but you are a small fish, Right. There are sharks out there that already are way ahead of you that that have these guys on mail campaigns every couple months. They're taking these guys out for dinner and they're taking them out for coffees and stuff like that. Just waiting for them to, for the right moment for them to when they want to sell, you know, fill in the blank, the the stereotypical old, you know, old guy who's owned the property for 40 years. And then eventually he's just going to be like, I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. And he sells it. But like the rents are low and they need renovations and stuff. I mean, those are the primo opportunities you're looking for, right? Under rented, under renovated, right? So you can come in and you can do the renovations, add the laundry into the units, increase the rents, do a refinance, pull all your money out, take it and repeat, right? That's what people are trying to do for multi. Mm -hmm. If you buy it, if you buy it at retail, you just, it's not a good investment. I said it. I said it. If you buy it retail, it's not a good investment. Like the numbers just don't work. It doesn't make any sense. There needs to be some sort of upside. But everybody's looking for those really amazing opportunities in the big cities because the big cities have the best opportunities and the lowest risk. Right? So if you're coming in, I just want to set your expectations, Matt, because um, everybody who goes to a $200 webinar or a $200, you know, boot camp in town you know, thinks that they're going to, that them they'll find the deal because they put in the hard work and they're, you know, and, and, and the money will follow. It's just, it's, it's a huge waste of time. And I watch people do this for years and then they never do anything and then they cry and then they quit in real estate. So that's not going to be you though, Matt, because I just gave you some really good advice. Um, go find the big player. Um, 
realtors that are are well known in whatever city you're wanting to purchase in um, for multifamily mm -hmm. and um, build relationships with them and mm -hmm. talk to them about your plans and what you have in place and all that kind of stuff. Because if they know that, you know, you're serious and you're ready and, and you show them all those things that Wayne just said, um, you might get a phone call Yeah, when they have something. Uh, we had a introduction to multifamily uh, mastermind a few weeks back in our mentorship program. Mm -hmm. It was exclusive to our mentees. And, um, and like just, he, and he's he, the the uh, guest speaker that we had is here local to Edmonton, yeah. And he just basically said like, I I forget the percentage, but like an insane amount don't even hit the market. They're all just dealt behind doors with people like the big players who know that they're going to take action and yeah. are always looking. So if yeah, if if you're not on those lists and if you're not proven to be serious, then you don't even know half as well, over half the stuff that's going on. Yeah. The ones that do hit the MLS that you're like, oh, I wonder if this is a good deal. And you sit on it and you look at it for seven days. I mean, they're overpriced by 20, 25%. Yeah. It's it's ridiculous. But I mean, just people are just testing the market to see if some schmuck will buy it. Yeah. You know, there was a, oh, wow, there's a boot camp this weekend. I'm definitely putting my house on the market on Monday or my property on the market on Monday because some schmuck's going to come by and be like, oh, wow, the numbers kind of work. Yeah. So. I, I just don't want you guys to be that person. So, uh, Matt says, our buyers are serious, and this is actually very good tips. Thanks, Earthlings. <laughs> Love it. Thank you, Space Matt. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we have a question from Brandon. Well, Garrett said filling tenants in December. Is that just, is that your new album? <laughs> Was there a question there, Garrett? It, he ended it with a period, so it must be his new hit album, <laughs> or his 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 new emo band. <laughs> if I were to create because an emo FML. band, because <laughs> if I were going to create an emo band, I would call it "Filling Tenants in December," <laughs> with a picture of like the, you, you the, wanted dad the jokes. album cover would be jokes. like Here's you your gouging jokes. your eyeballs out. Yes, yes, or your eardrums because. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Screaming. Mascara running from my eyes in the rain. Ooh. Oh, 100%. I've, I got it all planned out. Okay. Was there a question? <laughs> you said greatest hits. Um, Brandon has a question. If you did find a home that you renovated and rented, but eventually moved into, and then later decided to sell for tax purposes, would that be considered your principal residence? Mm, I need some more clarification on that. Oh, you rented it? Yeah. So it was a okay. rental, then it was a principal residence, then maybe you rented it again, or maybe you just like moved in and then sold it eventually. But at some point it was a rental. Terrific question. Yeah. Okay. So you bought the property. What was your intention when you bought the property? Rental. To renovate it? Renovate and rent. And rent. Yeah. So therefore, the difference between the oh god this is a three-part isn't it the difference between buying it okay when you bought it and renovated it from then until the day that it became a rental that was a flip okay so that's business income not business income it's it's sorry that i lied because that's not your business um 
you buy it for $300,000, you renovate it, now it's worth $400,000, okay? You're going to get taxed on 100% of that $100,000 profit there. However, you can deduct the expenses from the renovations because that portion right there is considered a flip, okay? The day that you declare a rental property, then you are being taxed for rental income, okay? And you want to you want to declare it as a rental the day that it becomes a rental. Don't forget, don't you know? Just keep, turn it around and rent it because if the value if if you continue to rent it, well, I mean, I guess it really depends on when you claim rental income on your taxes. That's what's going to happen, right? So at the end of the okay, so 2022, you renovate the property. 2023 on January first, it becomes a rental property. Well, when you go do your 2023 taxes the following year you, and you claim rental income, then you need to disclose that with your accountant and CRA that this is now a rental property because I am now renting this. They won't see any rental income from 2022 though. So it's not a rental property. Okay. There's, there's a reason for this distinction here and I'll get into the primary residence part in a second. So the day that it becomes a rental property, you let your accountant know that the property is worth $400,000 and it is now a rental property. So in 2022, you're going to get taxed on 100% of the capital gains, right? And you will be able to deduct the renovation cost because it was a flip. As soon as it becomes a rental property, you're going to get, now it's a rental property. It's completely different tax rules, okay? Now you're going to get taxed on the rental income and any appreciation of the property will be taxed at 50% of it, okay? Not 50% tax bracket. The appreciation, the gains from, from the appreciation from 400,000 to whatever. So if you if it became a rental at 400,000 and then you sold it for 500,000, you're gonna get taxed on half of that. So the $50,000 at whatever income tax bracket that you're in, whatever tax rate you're in. So $50,000 at 30% would be somewhere around $16,000, okay? Let me rephrase that. If you rented it for 10 years, it was worth $400,000 when it became a rental. 10 years later, you decide, I want to move into this house. The house is worth $500,000 when you decide to move into it. You need to declare with your accountant, this is no longer a rental property. This is now my primary residence. I have to declare it with the CRA. So that $100,000 that you made in gains from $400,000 to $500,000, so that $100,000 there, that is taxed only 50% of it at whatever your tax rate is. Okay? So get taxed on $15,000 of that. When it becomes a primary residence from $500,000 on, all of that is exempt from taxes because it's your primary residence. I think it's called the primary residence exemption. So there's no taxes from $500,000 on. If you declare it at $500,000 with your primary residence as your primary residence, um, and it you know it's worth $700,000 10 years later when you sell it, you're not taxed on that $200,000 between 500 and 700. It's a little complicated, but I want to make sure you understand that. Now, now that you guys have a good understanding and a grasp of that, why don't you just tell them it's a rental property from the day that you bought it? Just say that, hey, I'm buying this place. It's going to be my rental property, but I need to renovate it first. 
in order to make it rent ready. I mean, that's a great, you know, you can say that, I suppose, like you're allowed to do renovations on properties, right? However, when it's a rental property, you have rules for what you are allowed to deduct for expenses for renovations. And the rule is, is that you are only allowed to deduct repairs and maintenance costs. You cannot do improvements on a rental property. Meaning, you can only bring it back to what it was when you bought it. The expenses that you are allowed to deduct or write off are only the expenses, the renovations that bring it back to the original quality of what you bought it for. So you can't change carpet to LVP. You have to go carpet to carpet. And just when you buy a property, you have carpet in it, you can't second day go and put new carpet in there because they're going to ask questions about it. You have to bring it back to the original quality. They, I mean, you might get away with it, but they're going to, if you ever do an audit, they're going to, they're going to be like, well, you bought it. And then how come you did carpet a year later? You'd have to show some sort of proof, right? That it was a repair and not improvement, right? Could because over time paint does fade and you need to repaint, but you can't paint on the first day that you get the property to make it look better. That's an improvement. See the difference? So technically, when you buy a property and you renovate it, when you first get it, it's technically like a flip. And the day that you declare it as a rental, the day that you start collecting rental income, then that's the day that you can no longer do improvements anymore because it's no longer a flip. Now, any renovations that you want to be able to deduct have to be repairs to bring it back to the state of the, the of what it was before. So yes, a very complicated question and a complicated answer. Um, but that's that's essentially how it works if you want to do it right. Um, do people always do that? No. Do people lie to CRA and their accountants? Yes. But if you want to know the right answer, that's the right answer. Now, if you just like, if you decide, well, I'm just going to do the renovations, I'm going to rent it out for 10 years or three years or two years, whatever. And then when it comes time to, te- it comes time to sell, I'll just say that it was my primary residence the whole time. Well, while you were collecting rental income for those two or three years and you wrote it off on your, like you, you claimed it on your taxes, CRA now knows that it was a rental property, right? Oh, it's okay. I just won't claim the rental income on my taxes. Then they won't know that it was a, my primary, it, they'll think it's my primary residence because I didn't claim any rental income. And they'll think that I bought a house for $400,000 and I sold it for $700,000 and I won't get taxed on the full $300,000. Absolutely, you can do that. There's a definition for that though. It's called tax fraud. So, do people commit tax fraud? Yes. Should you? No. Because we're all thinking about ways to get around it. I mean, it's as I'm talking, you guys were, don't get me, don't lie to me. You guys were thinking about how, how, how can I work around this so I don't get taxed, right? Gabby, great example. I know that your your mom used to own a property down in uh, Roslyn, mm-hmm. right? She lived in it and then she rented it out for years and then she moved back into it. I remember this. You probably don't because I remember having the conversation with her. She... That was the one in the ski town, right? Yes. She never rented it. She ran into some issues when it came time to sell. 
Maybe she only <laughs> talked to me about it. She ran into some issues when it came time to sell because she was, she can't have two houses. You can't claim primary residence exemption on two houses. So she had to move back into it for a period of time. She lived there or she said that she was living there or something along those lines um, in order to make sure that she wasn't like to, in order, like, but she had to make declarations of when it became a primary residence. Hmm. It was years ago, but <laughs> um, you know, it, like technically it wasn't her primary residence. So it was kind of like a rental. It was or, or a vacation home or something like that. But you can't claim primary residence exemption on two properties. You have for a long time, actually, the CRA didn't ask. But it was like, what was it, five years ago they started asking? Does anyone know? Let me know in the comments. Uh, it was about five years ago they started asking. And I think that was when they were first taking attention to um, to the whole people flipping their yeah. homes. Yeah. Right? And th th then it led into all these headlines a couple of years ago about the whole flip tax. Oh, my God, they're trying to, they're trying to get more taxes out of us. And I'm going to get into that in a second, actually, here, because I think that's a great opportunity and it's something I've never talked about. Um, let me make a note of that. But did you have something you wanted to say, Gab? I did not. No. Okay. Um, yeah, it was a few years ago they started actually making you declare which, which house is your primary residence. Because what people were doing, because they're so smart, I'm going to trick the CRA. Um, what people were doing were buying houses and saying that they were my home, my primary residence, renovating them, especially in in rising markets. Yeah, I'm looking at you, Ontario. Thanks for it up for everybody. And the Lower Mainland. And the Lower Mainland, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm talking to you schmucks. <sighs> Buying it, saying this is my home, renovating it and selling it six months later mm -hmm. for crazy profits. And saying, this is my home, so therefore I do not have to pay any taxes because I am exempt because it's my primary residence, my principal residence. Good morning, Giselle. So what they did was they started asking people to claim, like declare which prop on their taxes, what house is your primary residence to kind of try and stop it from people doing that. And then what they did was they said, this isn't working and people are, you know, trying to cheat the system. And they're not paying taxes, which, eh, whatever, you can make whatever argument you want about like your personal stance on that. Well, why should the government get all my profit? Well, it's income tax. It's income. You are making You're income making on money. a sale. You're making yeah. money on a sale. So therefore, it's income and you are evading, you are evading taxes. It's tax fraud. If your business is buying houses, renovating them and selling them, and that's a business that is income and you need to pay taxes on income. If you don't believe in income taxes, then let's let's do time travel back to 1940s after the war, and uh, we can talk about it then. Or was it 20s? When did they introduce income tax? First war or second? <laughs> Come on, Gab, you're my fact checker. <laughs> Somebody will fact check for me. Um. So what they what they said was they started adding rules in, and then everybody labeled it as flip tax. Okay. They put in a rule that said that any property that you buy and sell within the first 12 months, you're going to get taxed on it as if it's active income or business, like it's like flipping income. Like you're not going to be, and the only, I wish I had it in front of me. It's been a while since I looked at it. The only exemption to that is if it was your primary residence. So then obviously you have to prove that it was your primary residence. You have to declare with the CRA, this is my primary residence. 
because it's not fair, right? If you bought a house and six months later you decide, you got transferred to the US or you got transferred to, you know, to another province and you need to sell your house, you shouldn't be taxed on 100% of that. You'll get audited though. You'll get and you'll need to show proof yeah. of like that, why you had to move and like all those things. It they're, they're, they they're don't go easy mail. on you. They're going to ask yeah. for mail to show that, you know, your bills were going there and everything else. And if that wasn't your primary residence, and what about this other property that you're sitting here saying that, you know, trying not to claim any income on? At what point did you move into this house? Show proof, right? Yeah. And that became your primary residence because the other property that you're saying is not your primary residence now you're going to be claiming you know you're going to get taxed on that so like they're they're trying to crack down on it because it's a very easy you think you're so smart you know it's a very easy thing to manipulate and try and you know work around yeah so with that that's why they created that whole you know any property you buy in the first 12 months if it's not your primary residence you're going to be taxed on it because another thing people would say is that oh it was a rental property i bought it as a rental property but then i changed my mind and i sold it Right. And if that's the mm -hmm. case, then they're saying, oh, since it was a rental property there and there during that time, then I'm only taxed on 50% of the profits. So people are trying to work around that way instead of paying taxes on all of the profits. Because like a lot of these houses weren't even getting fucking renovated, Gab. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were buying it and then it was going up in value it's, so fast yeah, that they sold quickly. it like nine, 10 months later just for profit because mm -hmm. someone came around with an offer for them. It also was trying to stop those um, people from buying condos, pre-built condos or whatever, or buying them right before they're built and then selling them like six months later mm -hmm. for profit, right? Saying that it was a rental property. I bought it as a rental property, right? Yeah. It was supposed to be a rental property. I bought it as a rental property, got a mortgage for it as a rental property. But, you know, some things changed, changed my mind. I only want to be taxed on it for 50% of the, the, the gains, not 100% of it. People just trying to work around the system. Yeah. Right. But what did the news say and what did everybody else say? Oh, my God, the government's got a flip tax. They're coming after us. They're trying to kill the flipping industry. No, they're just trying to enforce the rules already there. And yeah. everybody misread it. Yeah. And didn't Thinking understand there's a what new was... a new tax coming in. No, and... it's not new. It's no. just the same thing. They're just yeah. trying to enforce. Yeah. They're just trying to stop people from doing tax evasion. Oh, that was so frustrating. Like, and when, like, that was just... Earlier this year. No, I think it was before the blip. I'm pretty sure that, okay, maybe like last year, but I'm pretty sure that that's when it made big headlines yeah. and people were losing their shit yeah. because we were flipping. And I remember people approaching me being like, what are you going to do about this new flat tax flip? Uh, oh, yeah, flip it was tax. earlier this year. Yeah. People yeah. are still Brian asking me. A year ago. Yeah. People it's are still like, asking me. There's no new tax. <laughs> I get taxed on 100% of my profits. However, I business. write off yeah. I write off my expenses for the renovation. Right? Yeah. I I just like when people can't grasp that they're going to be taxed on money that they make, I just like want to explode. <laughs> yeah. That's not fair. That's not fair. Why would they why would you have to pay tax on that? Cuz it's income. <laughs> You're making money. When you make money, you get taxed on it. Yeah. There is a cool thing. Obviously, they only charge you half of the of the you know the tax. They only get taxed on half of it for rental properties, which is pretty cool, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, how long is that? When they pull that, then you can complain. Okay. When they tax you at a hundred percent of the capital gains on rental properties, then you can complain. Until then, nothing's changed. 
nothing has changed at all. They're just trying to hold people accountable because what, what was happening was people who were just making fast money, you know, on all this, you know, appreciation and the market was getting out of control and they were just trying to curb it a little bit, right? They wanted to make sure that people were paying taxes on income, right? And also they wanted to make sure that I think at the same time, I mean, I can't speak for, for, you know, what they were trying to do, but they were probably trying to stop people and slow people down from all these like flipping condos before they're built and that bullshit. Yeah. Well, there was like a story about a woman who bought a pre-built condo and while she was waiting for it to be built, she got like engaged and then ended in, ended up moving in with her fiance or I can't remember if they got married in that time, but then she put it through that it was so she she sold it and put it through that it was her primary residence because that was the intent but and like I get that the intent was there but like it didn't happen and you made money off of it so that like to me it's just like well duh yeah (laughs) but she tried to cheat the system and she got called out for it and she and so like had to like literally had to prove her engagement had to prove like all these things, but still didn't end up like winning that case. Of course you, you never, you moved, into never it. moved into it. You did not live in it. I don't care what your intent was. You sold it before it was built and made profit. Of course you're going to be taxed on it. <laughs> but I don't want to pay that much tax. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <clears throat> Seriously. Sorry. Little... <laughs> been holding that one in for a year. <laughs> seriously yeah you know if you did move into it and it was your home then yes as a canadian as per the the, the tax laws you are entitled to not be taxed yeah right that's your right until they pull it that's your right it's your home you shouldn't be taxed on your home is that not what it says yeah you should not be taxed on the, on the appreciation or the profits you make on your home that is our right. It wasn't your home, lady. <laughs> and if you're just trying to save a little extra and like not pay, you know, she made 100K, she just doesn't want to pay 30 grand of that 100K. Made $100,000 in profit on that sale. She's like, I want, she's like, she's not cool with $30,000 of it going yeah, to taxes. I want all 100. <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is that it's not it's not like it's money coming out. It's not like, oh my god, I'm going to be thirty grand in the hole. It's like, no, you, <laughs> you still made money off of it. Yeah, it's just some people, some people. Uh, Ryan says, based on appraisals at the transitions, or are there other options for the accountant CRA? We've had it happen to us because we we lived in one, and then we we lived in lots of our our properties, and then turned them into rentals afterwards. Um, we never had to get an appraisal. Um, I think that we use like property tax assessments because like the Edmonton market has has always, it's been so flat for like 10 years. It's like, they're like, has it changed very much? Like, no, okay, whatever. And maybe I shouldn't say that publicly, but like, it's, you know, it's, we haven't, we are not claiming any profits from like what we bought it for the price we bought it for and and the and the value it was at when we turned it into a rental property is like the same. So there's not like, we just keep it at the same. Um, but normally, yeah, an appraisal would need to be, if you wanted to show proof, yeah, then then it'd be, you need an appraisal. If it ever came to an audit, you would need an appraisal to show proof because it would need to show it at that time. If you get audited five years later or three years later, they can't appraise what the property was worth three years 
prior. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that you have the right coverage just to cover your ass, right? Um, there was something. Francis has a question, kind of unrelated. I'm just going to save that one. Was there other comments there, Gabby? Mm. Everybody understand what we're talking about now, though? Do you think maybe everybody here could spread the word about the flip tax? Please, for the love of God. Uh, Chris says, how long do you have to live in the property as your primary to be exempt? Um, you, I think it's... It's like... That's not the question to be asking. Who asked it? Chris. It's not the question to be asking because the day that you declare it as your primary residence is the day that you are exempt moving forward. So if you were renting it for two years and then on January or November 2025 or 2024, you declare it as your primary residence, the day that you declare it as your primary residence and you tell them what it was worth on that day, so you say you bought it for 450 now it's worth 500 when it became my primary residence then is primary residence November 24th 2024 and it's worth for it's worth 500 so if you sell it for 525 then you're not taxed on the $25,000 I think you might mean on the flip side so like if you bought a property wait and can you use a different term are we talking about flips or are we talking about the flip side <laughs> make sure you're clear a different angle. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, if you bought a property, moved into it, and then ended up um, selling it. Okay, hold on. May- and maybe Chris can specify this, but the way that I read that, and I think the timing in our conversation when he sent that is like if if you bought a property, lived in it, and then sold it six months later, would they consider it a, a flip or like, is there a certain amount of time that you need to live in it um, before you sell it where they wouldn't consider? So well, it comes d- down more to intent, right? Than it does a certain time frame. If you get audited, you're going to need to prove it. If you get audited, you're going to need to prove it. But if you don't want to be an automatic f- like flagged as like what's happening here, I believe that usually sorry about the the puppy noises i believe that usually if if it's been over a year they generally won't look at it and wonder what's going on if it's been under a year you probably are automatically red flagged and they will look at it and say why it really i mean like i don't think they're going to audit you if you made 10 grand and you didn't pay taxes on it but like i think they're they have bigger fish to fry right uh, but i can't i can't say when you're going to get audited like if you start doing suspicious activity then you you may get flagged. If you get flagged, then they're going to look into it and audit it. They're just going to look at your paperwork. It's not like, oh my God, I'm getting audited. I'm fucked. I'm going to, to jail for tax fraud. No. If you do things properly, if you make the declaration that this, you know, not in this example, sorry, let me re- re- rewind a second. If you moved into it and something happened and you had to sell your property because you didn't want to rent it out or you didn't want to keep it, just make sure you have documentation showing your offer letter to, you know, that you're moving to Winnipeg. 
right? That you took a job and you had to move to Winnipeg. That's more than enough right there. Yeah. You get audited, they look at it, they say, excuse me, can you please show some evidence or some, um, uh, some evidence to prove that you needed to move? Okay, because it's clear that you made quite a bit of money here on the sale of this and you're not paying any taxes on it. You are exempt from that, but please just show us that there was a reason why you decided to live there for a short period of time and then sell it. And if you show the offer letter that you had to move to Winnipeg for this job or a transfer letter, then they'll be like, okay, that makes total sense. Yeah. Right. And that's fine. But they just want to see some sort of proof that it wasn't just like you went in there just trying to, you know, get in early on the market and get a quick sale and make some money. Mm -hmm. Or if they see a pattern of something like this happening consistently, they see you do it a few times, then that's, you're going to get red flagged on it. Well, they keep moving every six months. Yeah. They keep, you know, another, another thing that, you know, people like to do for mortgage fraud. I was just about to say there's, there's tax fraud and mortgage fraud also buying 5% downs and then moving and turning them into rentals. (laughs) Saying, uh, oh, this is my home. And then moving out three, six months, a year later, whatever. And then buying another one for 5% down saying, and that that's a, that's a completely separate topic on mortgage fraud. Right. And just like taking advantage of that 5% down thing saying, this is my home, therefore I can get a CMHC mortgage. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you're only going to get questioned when there's patterns, right? And if you have proof to show that, yes, I did need to move and that's why I sold it. And yes, I know I made money off of this, but it was my home. Then they don't give a shit. Yeah. Um, so just as an example on, I know we only have a couple of minutes left, but just as an example on the mortgage side of what Wayne just um, mentioned is, and we've talked about this situation before, is that we bought a primary residence. Um, Are you going to switch over to mortgage fraud talk now? Yeah, you don't want me to? No, just keep it keep it separate. <laughs> okay. I know, like save it for another day. Okay. I just don't want this to, I don't want people to, to mix these things together. And True. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's a big topic. It can be confusing. I won't. Um, Kyle says that was our model when we first started buying houses, lived to them and then rented them out. Um, I think a lot of people do that. And a lot of people ask us, how long do you need to live in it before I can move out and make it a rental property? Just that right there. You just told me is your intention is to not have it as your home. (laughs) It's to live there long enough so that the mortgage company doesn't complain (laughs) and nobody looks at me and doesn't, I don't get red flagged and then I can just go buy another one and take advantage of CMHC, you know? high ratio mortgages that that right there you just like there is no how long do you need to live in it it's supposed to be your intention so um but i don't want to go down that topic today because there's only a couple minutes left but we can talk about that again if you guys really want to talk about that come on back on uh tomorrow um i thought it was friday come on back tomorrow and ask that question uh okay chris has a follow-up to his his question like for example if you had five properties in 25 years, it's paid off. You move into each property every two years, maybe. Okay. I just want to go back to explain that when it is a rental property, for the time period that it's a rental property, when you declare it as a rental property, you're going to get taxed on 50% of the proceeds or the profits, okay? The, the, the appreciation. The day that it becomes your primary residence, you have to get an appraisal for the value of the property on that day. Okay. From that point on, from November 24th, 2024, when the house is worth this much money, the taxes from that much money on to when you sell it, you're going to get tax, you're, you're going to get a principal, principal residence uh, tax exemption, right? So you have to stagger it for every, you, literally every year, every day, you have to tell CRA 
for the duration of how long you owned it for 10 years, how many days was it a rental property? From when was it a rental property to, to a uh, primary residence? When was it a flip? You know what I mean? Like you have to, you have to declare every single day of that and you're going to be taxed accordingly on that timeline, on that schedule, right? So it's not like you can just say, oh, I moved into it at the end, you know, two years before, and then therefore I'm not going to get taxed on any of the, the, the capital gains or the gains from, uh, for the last 25 years. It doesn't work that way. You have to declare when it is a, uh, you have to declare what what the purpose of the of the property was for the whole duration. He says, "Thank you for clarification." Okay, sorry. I just want to make sure people understood that because yeah. a lot of people are just like that's that's what they think. It's like, "Oh, I'm just going to move into it right before I sell it." And you used to be able to do that. You used to be able to do that until about five years ago or so, when the CRA is like getting fucking sick and tired of people doing this, moving into it the year before, saying, "Oh yeah, it was my home the whole time." Right. And then a couple of years, you move out of that and then you move into one of your other properties like, oh, yeah, that was my that was my home the whole time. And they're going to catch on to it. Like, wait a second. You said you were living in in house a, house a for 25 years. Yeah. And then two years later, or a year later, you go sell house B and you're like, oh, yeah, I've been living in this for 25 years. And they're like, well, wait a second. You just said you were living in the other house for 25 years. Yeah. That doesn't add up. Right. Yeah. So they, they, they that's why now you have to declare it. Um, just don't lie to the fucking CRA. (laughs) Can we just summarize that for today? Just don't lie. You're going to pay taxes on what you're, what what you owe. Quit trying to cheat the system guys. Like it's just pay what is owed. Make sure you document it to make sure what you are supposed to pay. And on the flip side, sorry, Gabby, on the flip side, I don't want you guys to like, make sure you document when it was a rental property, when you flipped the property, when it was a primary residence. So you pay the appropriate, the appropriate amount of tax that you are supposed to pay. I don't, I don't want you guys to like not claim it as your primary residence and then get taxed on the gains, right? Make sure that you're, you are taxed for what you're supposed to pay. There are rules in place. And as long as everybody plays by the rules, then it's fair, right? You're going to add something, Gabby. No, it's okay. Well, don't leave it silent, though. I'll wrap her up. Chris says, just pay for the taxes so our roads get built and maintained. Yep. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Okay, hopefully that cleared things up, guys. If you guys have any more questions about that, feel free to come back tomorrow. Um or, or you can post them in our free Real Estate Investing Masters Facebook group. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we can continue the discussion there today if you guys want. Um, you know, feel free to do a poll. Do a poll in the Masters group and say, should we be paying income tax? Isn't it? Should we be paying income tax? Is that really that fair? We'll take the results of the poll and we'll send them, send them to the government of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's enough for today's show. Sound good? Have a great day, you guys. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? 